Okay, coach. Long time no see. Um, went out of town, came back sick. Sounded like I'd been smoking for 50 years last week. Didn't think that would be very pleasant for people to listen to. Still have a little bit of, you know, congestion, but it's not as bad. So good to see you. And uh, go ahead and intro yourself, Coach. I'll intro myself, and we'll dive into the topic of bravery. Yes, Greg McNeil, often called Coach G, um, doctoral student, clinician, um let's add swimmer to that now right yes you know all around funny guy yeah um but the person is here to help you to walk whatever that path that you are yeah right that's what i'm here for that's that would define me my name is sherry wilson owner of genius owl limited company and um you know, I do business stuff, social media stuff, but one of my favorite parts of it is the coaching and helping, you know, like Coach Greg said, helping people um, craft a life they love and living a life that's real. Right. That's so important. It's not other people's idea of what it should look like. It's your idea of what it should look like. That's one of my favorite things. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, you know, I had uh, an idea the other day, Coach, that I shared on TikTok and Instagram, but I was pondering, you know, like time management and my planners. And um, <clears throat> I was like, you know, I think one mistake people make, so this is just like a little bonus, when it comes to time management and even using planners, or if you have like a notebook and you put stuff in, is those are not tools for your to-do list or time management. Time management and planners are tools to design the life you love. And I think that people that approach it in a task focus to gain more time, they're missing that one key part of the desire. What do you really want? And then it's amazing how your time just falls into place. So I just want to throw that out there real fast. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful because I think it's true. You know, like, um, I believe this, that desire sets the stage. When you know what it is that you really want, then everything else are aligned. And that's kind of like my approach. Uh, even in my writing, it's like, well, well, first of all, what is it I want to say first? What do I really want to do? And then, then we find the methodology or the tools that help us to do that, right? Yeah. And that's what you're saying. You yeah. better know what that is first. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes going after your dreams can be really difficult. And also, sometimes your desires are not beneficial to those around you or yourself. So there's always a nobleness um, to what we're talking about as, as far as desires and an honesty to yourself and those around you, which takes me, you know, to the next um, thing, Coach, that I really wanted to talk about and something I've been mm -hmm. pondering a lot, especially the last 24 hours, and that is bravery. So mm -hmm. um, without getting into gory details, um, I um, went through a divorce. It was finalized, which I thought was ironic and hilarious on Friday the 13th of October. <laughs> It's like, wow, okay, that's, that's a little, <laughs> there's some irony right there. <laughs> yeah. um, 
but 31 years, um, happily married, um, best friend, adored him, my person. And uh, he did something twice. I said I wouldn't do it again, and so I divorced him. And uh, um, and so I noticed, you know, people's response to that was a lot of times shock because I guess that's not the norm. I guess a lot of times, you know, people just keep trying to make it work, you know. And, <clears throat> and I've had people say, well, how did you do it? Why, you know, like, because I, you know, stayed with someone over and over and over. And I said, well, I said I would do that, and that's what I'm going to do. And so um, it required bravery to keep my word uh, because I knew that if it happened again, it would keep happening. And, and so, you know, I just took care of business. Well, on top of that, um, I realized, Coach, and I am so very grateful that the tools that we teach people mm-hmm. and the years of coaching people, in particular women, I had a wealth of resources at my disposal, not to mention my faith. And so I would utilize my tools. I would utilize, you know, we teach people journaling. We teach people, you know, what to do in crisis. We teach people all of these things. And also because I had coached people so much, I was able to recognize behaviors. And so I could tell when games were being played. And I'd always keep that information close to my chest because not everyone needs to know that you've got, you know, a good hand. But I have always been observant. And so I decided because of, number one, me and you both live what we talk about on these podcasts. We do not, we, we are not people that say, think, oh, well, this is a good topic. Let's research it. Let's get it in a podcast this is free form and, um, and we do what we, we teach. And so I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, other people might be in a situation that's similar and they're just absolutely at a loss. And I feel my story and the tools can help them. And so I started, you know, putting my thoughts to paper and got to the point where everything came out And I didn't want to write about it. I didn't want to go back there. I didn't want to visit that. But I kept pressing through. And one of the things I thought of is when you told me, um, I remember I asked you, how how do you live a life? I don't know if you remember this, but when you did kettlebells here, how do you live a life that is prepped and ready for discomfort, for even like societal change, you know, um, things like that. And so you shared several things, um, but you just have to do hard things on purpose, like make your life uncomfortable on purpose. So that kept me, you know, going in the writing. And um, so this morning I was doing my aspiration journal statements and I said, I am uh, very thankful for bravery, which is doing what you don't want to do, knowing you're going to be uncomfortable and pain is guaranteed. So can you like, you know, expand on those ideas, coach, and then bravery itself and how it can be a tool to help us do the things that are hard? Yeah, so I think... 
when I think about what's coming to my mind is enabling constraints, right? That's what we're talking about. You know, we have to deal with certain constraints. So you, we really have really two choices. We either find a way to say, you know, what is it that is most important for me and be true to that? Or then you're living uh, a life that you don't recognize. Um, when we are required to change at certain levels in our lives, and, and it's an individual thing, but we know. I mean, you're dis describing a change that was brought to you that you needed to make. Okay, mm -hmm. and we could say that it was brewing, but when it got to the point where it pressed you, right? It did when it okay, like the first time it's like, okay, man, that can happen. The second time you said to yourself, What is my value? That's what it came down to. That was the first love, right? Because that is the first love. If you don't have love for yourself, then what do you have? Coach, so, that is a hundred percent. I've never articulated that, but I remember standing there thinking to myself, I am worth way much more than how you have treated me. Exactly. It's, it's the first thing. So sometimes, you know, when we start talking about love and responsibility, sometimes we tend to separate it from the self because we are so egocentric in this state that we're all in. But the truth is, Everything starts first with the self. We align the small self with the big self that we can call spirit, right? But it's like your first blessing is to acknowledge the beauty that is you, right? There's only one you. Yeah. Okay. So when that, that circumstance brings to your attention that situation, it's you and someone else then the first thing that you're thinking about is your own personal value, right? Because that's got to be your first love. We're not talking about ego right now. We're talking about what's the first love. If I believe, if you believe that you are worth, or you, you are inherently valuable and certainly worth more than whatever the situation is bringing to you, then you're required to make a change. Mm, that's so that's, good. Right. And that change does require courage and bravery, if you will, because you're standing up for yourself. When you don't, right? So here's the, here's the intractable conflict. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Well, one of those two decisions leads to the path of freedom, but they don't move you away from what you have to experience. If it's painful, it's painful. Right. Yeah. Um, we, that's a part of the wisdom journey. Um, we don't get to avoid that. So those who try to stay in a situation and hope it gets better. Well, when you do that, you always have something in the pit of your stomach telling you that you haven't made the right decision. You can just feel it. So when it comes to you one year, three years, five years, 10 years later, you always knew it was in there. Yeah. The only difference is now you're one, five, or 10 years later down the road, right? Yep. And your your value is still in question. It's pain if you do, pain if you don't. I mean, to me, it was just, even though it was an extremely hard decision, especially when you're in a situation where you were absolutely happy, um, the only thing I could think of is this won't stop. 
And I am not going to do this for another 11 years or five years for that matter, because it's just going to keep happening. And I decided to embrace the current pain because I knew if I did that, you know, and when we're talking soul crushing pain, like it ain't, you know, and I just knew I would rather have freedom later. Exactly. Because it is better to break your own heart because you know what's true for you than to let somebody else break it because you denied what was true for you. Yeah. Okay, coach. A lot of people, and we know this from our work, they don't value themselves. Uh, That's one of the main reasons, too, sometimes people will stay in, like, work positions they hate or, uh, you know, romantic relationships, marriages, etc. What would you say is one thing for our listeners to do today to start developing self-worth, self-love? Okay. So. Because what I hear you saying, Coach, is bravery is actually sourced in that. It is. It is sourced in it. And the other thing I'm going to say is to make changes that we're talking about requires that you get in touch with yourself at levels that you may not presently be. Okay. So I can I can understand a person that has the feeling that that their value has been diminished based on their early experience. They got to get in touch with themselves and why. So I would say the first thing is if you want to if you want to make a change, you have to go inside yourself, and you're going to do that, and you're going to need to write that out. You need a paper and you need a pen. And the first question will be, um, in what ways, in what ways do I have value? And how can my value be displayed in the world? There's two questions. Write about that for five minutes, nonstop. Don't let your pencil or pen stop on the paper. And if you don't know what to say next, just say, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Writing that down until the next thought comes through. Talking about like a free write exercise. Yeah. They need to write that because when you, when we're saying that you don't have value or you think you don't have value, you got a pattern of thinking that you won't address by having an oral conversation with yourself. You have to be able to see what you're thinking on paper because it gives you feedback like we do in a journal. When you write something in, in your journal and you know it's not true for you, 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 your ink doesn't flow well when you're writing. Yeah. And you, you had know. said something, Coach, um, when we talked about a tool that people need uh, as far as journaling, and I, I put it in my notes here. You said... <clears throat> Journal what is the truth of your circumstance. When we stay inside the cavity of the brain, we tend to circulate the same thoughts. When you put pen to paper, your mind opens up. Right. That's right. You know, so the, 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 the listener that wants to change, put it on paper. When you start writing down, it's, when you start writing down, like, in what ways... Do I have value? 
and how can my value be best displayed in the world? Yeah, I'm writing this down as I'm talking. Yeah. When you're writing that, your brain is already connecting to that pen. And so you hit the, um, you hit that, uh, what am I trying to say? You hit the timer on your on your phone mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to answer this for five minutes. That person is going to come away, dear listener, you're going to come away with some insight that you may not have had. Yeah. It's the first step. You got to get in touch with it. Can you put that in you the chat, it. those two questions, coach? Yeah. Okay, so I have a paradoxical thought. Um, oh my goodness, did you see those balloons? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what is going on with Zoom, but when you do certain hand movements, you get to see balloons and confetti and fireworks and storms. I really jacked with my mother's head when we were recording our True Crime podcast because I kept doing it on purpose. And she's like, do you see that? And I'm like, no, I don't see anything. I'm here to discuss murder and you're seeing things like, you know, do you need some help? I've, I know a good clinician. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I had her going for three hours, coach. But um, OK, so here's my paradoxical thoughts. The first one is, like Coach says, challenge your thoughts. So thoughts the first action. So get that writing exercise done. And if you're like, oh my gosh, five minutes. Guys, it goes by so fast that you'll wish you had more time. It's like once you give yourself permission to free write, you it, you never are like, oh my gosh, that took forever. You just are like, oh no, the timer's up. Well, I want to keep going. When you get done... I would like you to start creating a lifetime practice of challenging thoughts. So what that means is when a negative thought, whether it's a ripple or a wave, comes into your consciousness, you need to challenge it. What? Okay, where did this come from? Why am I thinking this about myself? And often you'll find it was messaging you received, especially in your formative years, that either you interpreted what someone said uh, in a way that was not accurate, or you were literally told, you know, you're stupid, you'll amount to nothing, blah, blah, blah. One example is I have a friend whose uh, sister really struggled with mental health um, most of her life, like from a certain age, I think she was six elementary school age and I mean serious stuff and her freedom came one day and I don't know what setting if she was with you know uh, a counselor or if it was her own you know meditation of her situation but she remembered when she was in elementary school again I think she was first grade and she came home very excited to show her mom a picture of a little sailor boy that she had drawn. So in class, they were supposed to draw a picture for their mom. So she hands it to her mom and her mom's like, oh my goodness, you know, thank you so much for this. You always knew I wanted a little boy and now I have one. Now she, in her mind as a child, took that statement to mean that her mother did not want her and wished she was a boy. 
And so from that point on began this self-destructive cycle. Her mom did not mean that. That's how she interpreted it. So challenge the thoughts. On the other side, which is a paradox, listen to what people are saying. So what I mean about that is like I have another um, person, a family member that actually two that I'm like, you guys are so smart. And people would tell them, you're so smart. You're, you're good at what you do. Um, just high level intelligence. One, his IQ was like, a, I think it was like 130 something or 140. And he took the IQ test while watching YouTube videos. That way, if he didn't get the score he wanted, he could say, well, I was also distracted. And he still got that score. I'm freaking out over his strategy. I'm like, who would think that way? Only someone that's probably genius level, right? So anyway, um, this one family member in particular, everyone kept telling her how smart she is. And she's like, I just don't see that. And I said, well, you might need to start listening to people because they keep telling you, and it's people that work with you, people that know you well. It's not just people that are flattering you. And so I'm, there's some truth there. It's what I see. It's what others see. So that's why it's a paradox. It's like you challenge thoughts, but when people that you trust or know speak truth, keep telling you something valuable about yourself, you need to take it to heart. I'm doing that right now with one thing in particular, because I'm like, I just do not see this at all all. And it was being said so much that I'm finally like, okay, I probably need to pause here and begin to, you know, allow that value and truth inside. Yeah, that's same here. You know, I'm at a point right now where although uh, my writing has been challenged and challenged from the standpoint of if you say something, you need to be able to defend what you're saying, right? Because that's the level we are. Like, if you say something, stand in it. Yeah. But aside from that was, you are a really great writer. You got a gift in your writing. So what we're really saying about your writing is, like, saying, hey, look, your writing is embodied. It does all of this. You move people like rivers move people. And I'm like, oh. And so then... I sat back and then so I embraced what we call love notes or critiques in the writing on a much different level because my mindset has changed. Instead of thinking about it from a deficit, it's like, hey, man, look, I'm a great writer. I'm coming along really well. So now I can take in these messages and they continue to elevate me instead of making me go back in another direction thinking, oh, man, somebody something to say about whatever it is that I'm doing. It's like you you have to be able to step into your life and that means you have to be able to hear and you have to be able to hear all those messages because some of the messages that you're not accustomed to hearing what you what you're describing right now are true. Yeah. Somebody gives you something that's valid about yourself, challenging your thoughts allows you to be able to hear that. And then the other Whenever you have that basis, when there is legitimate critique, legitimate challenge, it's not a value statement, it's data that you can then use to become even better. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about. 
So good. So coach, he um, has to get off right at 10 on the dot. So I'm just going to end this podcast by saying again, bravery is doing what you don't want to do, knowing you're going to be uncomfortable, knowing pain is guaranteed. But I want to add this statement that bravery is sourced in your value, how you love yourself, how you see yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And so do the exercise of free riding, challenge your thoughts when they're negative ripple or wave thoughts on the inside, and then pay attention to the descriptors, the way people see you that maybe you've just had a rough time believing. And then that will allow you to recognize helpful critique and, and, and helpful criticism to make you better, and then abusive language that is meant to beat you up or keep you limited. Sound good, Coach? Yeah, and I just want to, let me just throw this on here. After they embrace what they have to deal with, that's when the joy comes. Sure, there's some pain, but it's, what we're talking about are moments. Truth makes a painful moment pass far more quickly than by avoiding it. And when somebody says, how long? Well, you can't know how long until you engage the truth. So engage the truth first and then watch how quickly the pain passes. 100% coach. I know it by experience. (laughs) 